pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. podcast today. It's been a couple of weeks. I'm very happy to welcome my friend, JC Coakley, a wonderful stand-up comedian, cool gal. Uh, we have a lot of fun during this episode. We yeah. had a few drinks. <laughs> She's sitting here as I record this intro. Um, I'm drunk. Yeah, we're both a little drunk. Uh, and and uh, track our drunkenness to the uh, episode. <laughs> You can, you'll you'll hear clues uh, through mumbling and such. Um, but yeah, let's get to the episode. This is a fun episode. Here we go. Is it I do to this guy. Oh, you sound so, just you sound so cute here, huh? You just your voice is already adorable in life, but now on here it sounds so cute. Are you talking about the... Your current voice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You'd be great as a cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that. I really do. Oh, I've tried. I mean, it's my fault. I've never, I've never had your a fault. Real, no, it's my fault. You know, I've never gotten a real headshot. <laughs> what are you doing in this town? I, I don't know. Not getting headshots. <laughs> I throw I my headshots been... off of the... Uh, one time Joe Wagner and I got so high that we went up to the top of the arc light, smoked a moor... And I had my headshots in the back, and I just, like, it finished pilot season, didn't succeed. I fucking made it rain on the street with my headshots. <laughs> and it would fall slowly and fell face down, and we would, I was losing my mind. I must have thrown 30 or 40 on the street. That's funny. The more amazing thing about that is that I'm sure you're not the only person that has done that. <laughs> There's just a pile of headshots. I've taken all my own headshots with a camera. <laughs> all my headshots are selfies. Why don't you just invest in <laughs> I don't By know. the way, are that... we recording? Oh, okay. oh, sorry about that. Oh no, it's okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I have a th- I like I resent that I need a headshot. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's really stupid. But I'll still like take a picture of myself, and then every time I see my agent in person, they're like, "Hey, we need to talk to you about uh, headshots." And I'm like, just... "Yeah, yeah, totally. I'll see. You. I'll see. You. I'll come in." And you fly away. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I'm resent. I'm resentful when they ask me to bring him in. I think it's comical that, like, in this day and age, I have to bring you like a real photograph from like Kmart, like yeah, studios yeah. of like when families used to get portraits. But they do use it, I guess, apparently. But I think it's. I think it will evolve to selfies. So you're already ahead of the game. <laughs> 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 they're and not they're gonna... awful. They're also like they're for sure selfie angles. Like, it's not like it's not like the MySpace picture where I'm in the bathroom and you can see my bra. But it's, <laughs> it's not far from that. And I do it now, like on my Instagram. Oh, that's the story I want to tell you. There, I've been like flirting with people on Instagram, like real life flirting, to the point where I'm meeting up now with like super pro skateboarders that I'm finding. <laughs> <laughs> is your fr- what is your what is your flirting? 
My Sweet, flirting, great, great kickflip. Yeah, great, great Ollie. And I like Google the words and then I throw them into the Instagram comments. <laughs> but like, I've just been, I've been doing this thing where I'm, I'm calling myself like the internet wolf. Like, I'm actually for a really long time, I kept Instagram very basic and didn't really like put a lot of effort into it. Mm-hmm. Now, like in my head, like I'm realizing there are more people out there that I could have sex with if I just <laughs> put effort in. <laughs> and by yeah. effort, I mean just like I'll go on, I'll see if they have wife or kids on their photo. If they do, they're out. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I don't post, I don't follow, nothing. But if they're single and, like, maybe have a car, I definitely am going for it. So Side, been... side note, with the wife and kids thing, yeah. and this isn't even me looking for available men, but when I see someone holding a baby, you have to say if that's your baby or not. Yeah, agree. With everybody, because I'm always like, oh, it's my friend from high school. Is it a congrats. Uh, oh, no, it's not my baby, it's my niece. Then fucking say, say it's, it's your niece. niece. Say it's because your niece. Because we have this social media so I can keep tabs on what's going your on. Your life versus my life. the baby and divorced? What is happening? Is this, yeah. Are you guys back together? I need <laughs> everything. I'm spying on you. Please. You need to make my spying more convenient. I can't. Yes, this is don't misleading. Me, yeah. I don't want to follow the baby to find out if it's your baby. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah. like, I can't go down I don't want to look for, I, if I go through all the comments and see someone say like, oh, she she looks so cute in your arms. She yeah. misses you. Okay. I have to go to that person's account. Yes. The, I think this is the same baby. All right, it's your neighbor's baby. Comparing and you're eyes, a like, baby. like you know, when you go to a bar and you there's like, what things are missing from this side of the screen that's not on that side of the screen? You ever play that bar game? It's like a uh, yeah, computer, yeah, yeah. And you're just like this, and then you have to figure out if that's the baby. Oh, it's elaborate, but <laughs> it's, it helps me do it. So in that anyway. process, I've been now like making out with these people because I'll have shows in like San Diego. I'm not proud of anything I'm saying, but this is to let you know, like I had a breakup maybe seven or eight months ago, and I waited. Mm-hmm. I was like trying to get it out of my system. He was a surfer. He was like super hot he like mm. couldn't read and like that part doesn't matter <laughs> he made juice for a living like that's real what i just wow. said so he was he was an entrepreneur let's just call him that and he was I, body smart he was so body smart <laughs> and in that i was like my, it was my first real boyfriend because i've gone a pretty long time without having a real life human being boyfriend <laughs> there was the cactus yeah there was the pickle jar I love how you both you went green on both of them. You know how I only date green. I I misunderstood it when uh, when people told me to go green, and I haven't been able to get out of that. I just name green things all the time when I'm ordering flavors of popsicles. I'm like lime. Let's go green. They're everybody. like we don't hang out with Erin anymore because all she talks about is green. And they're like no. We let her have it because she's going through something. As I as I'm throwing away a green styrofoam plate into the trash. Let's go green, everybody. Go green. <laughs> Selfies of just you in front of the color green. <laughs> Her so headshots dumb. are so. Aaron's so green in this town. <clears throat> anyway, so you're yeah. dating this guy. We'll call no. him Brock. Yeah, we'll call him Brock. Very close to his real name. So I was dating this guy Brock, and Brock lived in San Diego, and I would have to travel down there often. And he would come up here often. He would always come up here with other his friends. Like I would go down by myself to enjoy like the company of my boyfriend. He mm-hmm. would always bring like a dude with him who like wore flip flops but sort of didn't have a shirt on. And I would be like, Brock, <laughs> you can't keep bringing like I live in like a loft apartment in downtown LA. They'd be like, oh, we'll just find them someplace to sleep. So these people would like be around for our date. Yeah. But then like find a place to sleep, and then Brock and I would like go to bed, have sex, wake up, and like pick up his friend. Like it was yeah. just it Good happened morning. all the time. Yeah. Uh, did that? Do they? Uh, were they all surfers? Were they all like? Did they know each other from? Yeah, they. Scene? Um, they all went. A lot of them went to chef school in New York. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> well, I was going to ask that next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Let me preface it all by saying they're from Newport Beach, so they're just swimming in money, like swimming <laughs> okay. in daddy's money. So, so is Brock from Newport Beach? Or Brock from is San from Diego? Brock okay. is from Newport Beach. Okay. 
they went to chef school and then like one of Brock's surfer friends was like who's like made juices before and it's failed so now he's like back in the juice game and he was like hey Brock do you want to come down and be part of this juice game so he did and he brought like a couple more chef people with them so these are people that like wanted to cook in kitchens like Brock and his surfer buddies wanted to cook Okay. But instead jumped into this juice game. Are you following? Because it's very yes, confusing. I think so. Yeah. So then I'm, I'm just but I am imagining guys paddling out <laughs> being like, uh, hey, did you pick up the quinoa for that thing? <laughs> That's what they do. They literally and they made incredible food. They when they had the time to cook, they cooked really well. Body smart. So body smart. <laughs> you could not I mean, could he hold a conversation? Absolutely not. Like I right. remember I would say things like I would have to stop myself from being dark because I go into dark places that mm-hmm. are like fun for a minute. You know what I mean? And then like, <laughs> and then everybody feels weird. But I remember like with them, they're like so broad. Like, yo, the ocean is our playground, and like the world is our oysters, but we don't need oyster. Like they would be that kind of positivity that you they double wouldn't... metaphoring all of yeah. the What I did, by the way, they've never done once. (laughs) But, like, I would never, I would always feel bad saying, like, bummer things. I don't know, like, the news. I would, like, say things that are going on, (laughs) like, in the world. And they would be like, whoa, like, where'd you find that out? And I'm like, CNN.com. Like, do you not know what's going on in the world? And they'd be like, we can't handle the world, man. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, that makes me, that makes my skin crawl. Yeah. It made panic. did, but I was, like, so addicted to what the dick did that I, like, mm-hmm. was stuck in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, long story short. <laughs> I like responding to that with, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I, I've been addicted to what a dick has done in the past. <laughs> the only <laughs> reason. Mm-hmm. The only reason why to be addicted. And I met him when he was, like, sitting in a restaurant, like a window, like where Dustin's sitting. I, like, saw him sitting in a restaurant and put a note up to the window, like, and was like, you want to bang like what do you want to do did you really say do you want to bang no i said i think you're handsome have a nice day and i went to run like run away like a child and he was Uh like no phone number and we exchanged phone numbers and i had a show in san diego that next week our first date was so great and then from six months on we dated it was like very adorable Mm -hmm. but i noticed right away like the red flags but i was just like who cares we were having a great time uh so the breakup happened and in that i like didn't know what to do because i've never like gone through a real breakup like they've always been like one Mm. of you went to like seattle to go do a show and then like that was it for us like we just didn't date anymore interesting it was never like a real real breakup where like we have to have a talk and then we return our things and like it's a conversation and like you feel good and then 10 days later you're like wait a minute that wasn't real right like (laughs) you, you want me to have my things back so now I'm getting back into the dating game, and it's more comical for me because I'm using, like, Instagram to, like, meet people, not to be boyfriends, just, like, to see what else is out there. And I never, like, I always was like, that's creepy. But now it's, like, the best thing ever. Yeah. I've got my friend. My friend's now going to sleep with somebody I connected them with. Oh, He's a so skateboard. Nice. He does great ollies. <laughs> His car didn't work today. His radiator fell out. I'm really aiming high. Oh boy! Wait, you, wait. You said you you hooked up your friend yeah, with that guy. My, not like as a relationship. Like she's, right, right, right. they started communicating via Instagram as well mm-hmm. because they have that private direct thing. Right. Oh, so, setting it up. Oh, I see. I, I mean, I'm not. Do you feel proud like? I mean, it, well, I mean, it's not anything to be ashamed of. I mean, they, all this, you know, with uh, what is it called? Social T- media. Tigger? Oh, social media. <laughs> Tigger? No, it's Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> it should be. Oh, close. you know the thing. What is? Oh, the thing the oh, kids are doing. Tigger, yeah, Tigger. It's where they bounce up and down. You know, Winnie the Pooh. It's called Winnie the Pooh app. Tinder. Yeah. 
That's gross. Tinder is actually not fun at all. I was on it for a week and a half. It was impossibly hard to get to know a person is what I was going to (laughs) say. It's impossibly hard because you have to like... You can't see anything about them. You can't, like, see how their lifestyle rolls. Like, if you're going to end up being on the Internet, you need to, like, see how they work in their everyday life. And the Internet mm-hmm. allows you some cushion room to, like, make your life appear cooler. Yeah, yeah. Which is the key to, like, Instagram. It's like, here's my cool day, when in reality, like, you don't have any pants on, but you're, like, photographing yeah. from the top up. Like, <laughs> look how I'm in Hawaii. But, like, we all know you're homeless. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just I use it now as the tool to, like meet these fun people. And I fell upon skateboarders. I want to make that very clear. I didn't intentionally go in like, I'm going to find skateboard. I just started, oh, I know what started it. I was like, I want to date somebody with really long hair. And so ah. I started seeing like through Hurley, which is I do a lot of stuff for Hurley. Um, they have like <clears throat> surfer dudes that have like long hair. So I would just like find them and just like, I don't know, like just look at them and be like, oh, what's it like to be so attractive? And then from there, I would find more people. And then like human right, beings right, right. would trickle down. Yeah. It bides my time. It's really what's going on. I need a job is really what is the moral of this story. I mean, that's a fun game. I mean, Instagram came around uh, like post me not being single, but I could definitely see myself. Like hashtag hashtag male Jane Austen fan. Hashtag. You would have a Hashtag has a job. Yeah. Hashtag. You would have probably the best, and I would suggest this. Like, I mean, obviously you're happy, so whatever you got going on with Dan, please just stay that way because this world that I'm living, very weird, very <laughs> strange world. But it is like it is kind of funny in this day and age that that's what I am capable of doing, and like it doesn't. As I was gonna say, it's like it, this feels terrible. It's more funny to me that now, like, you could. If you wanted to spy on enough people and, like, find out if they're single, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. it kind of scares me a little bit that if I am in a relationship, like, I don't know if I would ever stop doing it. <laughs> I, do you know what I mean? Not to cheat, right. but, like, yeah. to keep looking. And that's what makes me feel like we're all doomed. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because there's no limit on what... No one's going to cap out. Like, there's... If Instagram was kind, they would find out that you're in a relationship and then lock your profile down. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't be allowed to, like, you're no more scanning. Like, if Instagram finds out that you're in a relationship, like, if you at any point say, like, this is me and my husband, Instagram locks your account down, and you can't, until you break up, you can't be. Or you, you go to Instagram, like, <laughs> where, you get like, you get transferred, where it's all people in committed relationships. Oh, my God. Erin, <laughs> you might have just come up with a really great idea, though. <laughs> But segregating. Commitstagram is great, though. It could be like babies, dogs, cats. Yeah, anybody married off of has to be off of Instagram. Yeah, (laughs) commitstagram. Erin, I might have to leave. Because that idea is so good. I don't think we could go any further. You just, you, you all of a sudden produce a uh, briefcase, and I'm like, what, what, are you, what are you? Welcome to Commitstagram. And I'm like a robot. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of Commitstagram, <laughs> I, I've been thinking, I, I, what do you think are the, when someone is in a relationship, and like we, with Instagram, I follow a lot of people on Instagram. And How many do you follow? Um, I think like, I don't know, around 500. But I'll Damn. St- yeah, I'll start following someone just because they posted uh, like a, a picture of like a basement with 
Oh, bri- I'm, I, I'm not. No, I'm not coming up. With, like, I'm waiting to, for my brain to yeah. uh, like a basement with uh, with with brooms and crumpled up posters. <laughs> I'm trying to name something that's interesting. That's the opposite of interesting. <laughs> so if someone posts trash, yeah. I'll follow them. <laughs> no, I, I I will follow somebody. Really uh, just like a random person. I also like I follow a lot of people because, and I can't. A lot of people I can't trace back. Why I can't figure out why I followed them in the first place, but a lot of times it's like the boyfriend of a girl in a band I like, yeah. or something like things, things like that, <laughs> and and then also like I'll follow. I had to, I had to unfollow all of them, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I had a I had a real problem with following. And, and stay with me. I am because I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, and I probably am in the same boat as you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, preteen cheerleaders. <laughs> okay. No. We're not <laughs> in the same boat. <laughs> We're the furthest. We are literally the in the furthest boats. Like, the really? furthest boats right now. But keep uh, going. Yours was elderly. Uh, I thought you were going to say chefs. people we know. And I was going to be like, yeah, oh. no, I had to unfollow, like, a lot of people I know because they're like, right. I felt like I wasn't even, I was info. I needed to follow strangers. Uh, but the fact, I need to go with what you're about to talk about. I know you've talked about it on the podcast. But preteen cheerleaders. There's this whole network. Well, and just, like, 12-year-old girls in general. There's this whole, Jeez, like, You because- realize everything out of your mouth is gold right now. <laughs> because it's the... The experience of the 12-year-old girl in the United States now is so different from – you and I are the same age. Like, yeah. It's so different from when we were 12 By the way, because I feel of like things like Instagram. This speech is how a, every pedophile starts <laughs> telling the story. I, I'm standing outside this uh, fence watching this Little League game because these boys just have a different life than yeah, I did. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an anthropologist. I'm going to dig up their bones. You know what I mean, right? I'm killing children. You're not drinking any of your liquid. Any of my liquid. Uh, JC and I are drinking uh, grapefruit-infused vodka. I I mean, is it infused or does Absolute just throw that word in there? Yeah. I never know. Vodka Um, is vodka is vodka. You know? That's how I feel. When um, I drink it, I immediately feel like I'm hanging out at the Sky Bar, Mondrian Hotel. Oh. Oh, no well, one welcome. knows what that is? Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's part of Morgan's Hotel Group. <laughs> For my travelers out there. Travelers. Um, but they, they, they're these, uh, there's this whole, like, cheerleading culture. It's, it's, and it's absurd to me that kids are on Instagram, but there are so many kids on Instagram. And I'll get obsessed with following kids that just post constant selfies, and then they have... What's almost like poetry. And I don't want my, my <laughs> listeners to go and follow a bunch of kids on Instagram because there is like a creep factor to it, obviously. Yeah, but, of course. Um, because I don't have any pedophilic tendencies. Yeah. I feel comfortable following all these kids on Instagram. But but it's also really depressing, which is the reason why I had to stop following because there'll be girls that will post the same thing over and over again. And then you'll see beneath the photos, which is another reason why I followed like all of these uh, like really aggressive comment fights between the like Teen, girls and yeah. teens, and because they be, with this with this new uh, with the, with this time where kids are on Instagram, kids are also comfortable 
creating your their personality is on Instagram, yeah. right? Like there's them in real life that like hangs out at home with their dad and watches. But they can create uh, a facade. Funniest home videos. Yeah. But then they, they're like, oh, I'm going to the bit. And then someone's like, I didn't even see you there at that party. And then she's like, why would you even say that? Also, the spelling is really depressing. Like that's, really, yeah. really horrendous. I feel like that's why you spelling. went off. Yeah. You, you went off mostly <laughs> because of the grammar. Yeah. Absolutely. But the cheerleaders, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. Like I was following this account called Cheerspiration, which was. <laughs> I think run by a 12 or 13 year old girl. Oh no, it's called it's called Cheer Bucket List. You can check it out. Cheer Bucket List. Leave her alone. <laughs> don't check it out. Leave no, her alone. don't leave me alone, please. No, oh, leave, leave this girl alone. alone. I'm going to bring up this account called Cheer Bucket List and just tell you what, and it, what gonna, some of these bucket list items are. Great, on Cheer and I'm going to Instagram us doing this so I can let people know Cheer what bucket my life list. is really like. I think I might be flashing right now. Oh, yeah. Put your leg down. I was emulating your body language for like a hot minute, and then I realized that my puss was out, too. (laughs) But you have pants on. I do have pants. Well, I mean, my doctor did tell me to stop wearing these. Oh, it's such a big account. Yeast infections, he said. Just so we're all clear on the same page. (laughs) Is this live? Yeah, it's live. (laughs) It's live to just cheer back at (laughs) us. You didn't know this is a... One of her things in her cheer bucket list was having a podcast dedicated to her. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Justin, uh, you, will you photograph us at one point so I can... Yeah, you're a good man. I need to make sure this is forever remembered. Well, I got, I'm, I'm trying to find this. God, these surfers are so hot on Instagram. I don't know how people aren't spending their days just jerking off into their cell phones. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think they are. Oh, is that what's happening? <laughs> I think they are. Is that why mine's so sticky? That's a dad joke. But I just okay, did. so maybe cheer bucket list was a thing because there are a ton of cheer bucket list <laughs> accounts. I'm killing Dustin right now You're by not. doing this. First of all, sure. Dustin's not even here anymore. Uh, all right. Well, this is this is an account that's just it's not. I already got you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> take take selfie. No, I'm going to do a split thing. I've been doing split things now. This is amazing that we have a podcast where now we just do Instagram on it. I don't know why that flashed. I'm sorry, Dustin. All right. So this is just a random. Uh, I can't wait for this. This is just a random account. Okay. This is the the first picture that comes up. This okay. is to your, to your bucket list, but it's bucket with two T's. Okay. First post. Tanning in your uniform. It's a picture of a girl in a cheerleading uniform, and she's tanning in a, in a tanning bed. What? How yeah. old? 12? I'm assuming 12. Uh, to your bucket list. Number two, making cool stunts. What does that sense. mean? No, but well, the... there's a there's a picture of uh, four girls. And okay, two of them like are a... standing on shoulders and they're making like a heart. Got it. okay. It, it looks okay. it looks pretty good. That makes sense. Yeah, so far um, so good. Throw a back tuck, which looks like a it's like an in the air. No, I know what a back tuck is. You do? Yeah. Oh, well, how is many... that something everyone knows? Well, I was a cheerleader. Whoa, bury the lead. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna stop talking about cheer bucket list. What? The, what? You I was a cheerleader. A cheerleader? Yeah, when? for when? Saint Malachy Elementary School. Okay. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I was a cheerleader. Same uh, elementary school that Michael Keaton went to. If you guys have seen Multiplicity, he's worn our shirt before in that. Oh. And yeah, no, I th- my mom put us into cheerleading. I was very skinny. I used to get thrown a lot. Um, I used to get thrown and not caught a lot. I remember specifically. Really? Like, they would just... Because you're in elementary school. Yeah. Like, what are, what are you cheering for in elementary school? Basketball. You're cheering for basketball. Okay. St. Malachy. What were they called? The St. Malachy... 
Night. I feel like everything's a night. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a school just gives up and they're just like, we're the knights. Like, I feel like everybody's <laughs> the knights. St. Malachi bombers. St. Malachi bombers. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet you, that's very different from I, nights. I bet you they've changed their names since all the I bet probably bombs yeah, have gone my off. My middle school changed their name, I think. Really? Marauders. We were the Blue Bombers. I remember that now. Blue Bombers. It, we would, uh, oh, God, can I remember one? I have to remember one. I almost said steady. Are you ready? <laughs> That's what I almost did. But it was oh no, rock, steady. That's all I know. Um, I don't remember anything else. That's so funny. I haven't thought about that in a really long time. And then when you went to middle school and high school, did you want to do cheer? Or did I, I was already in a, an arts program like we had a public school and then an art school called Kappa so I got to do both schools so I would do half the day in a public school and then half the day at an art school so like I was in technically um band I was mm-hmm. in band for being a Spartanette because it was Montour okay. High School so I was a Spartanette I had pom-poms and that was for the football team okay and I remember joining it just because like that's what you were supposed to do but I remember specifically thinking this is a waste of time. Like, <clears throat> we didn't really do dance moves. We just marched with the band. <laughs> and, like, but had to go to band camp, had to, like, attend the stuff, had to be at the football games. But I remember thinking, like, we're not physically doing anything. Like, right. we're just there going, like, yeah, football. But, like, there. Was it, did you guys have a <clears throat> color guard? The flag girls with the color guards. Right. The, the Spartanettes were the the pom poms, and then the I almost called them marionettes. What are they called? Majorettes. <laughs> <laughs> also, we were a pu- pro puppet school. We had a lot of marionettes. I went to a pro puppet school. Oh my god, just puppets <laughs> and marionettes like on the field. But then I remember. Oh my god, you'll get a kick out of this because this is. I should Don't start. Don't tell following. me what to do. <laughs> but you or what I'm going to do. Yeah, you will get kicks out of this. Don't predict what I'll do. Okay. Um. Uh. Whenever like. The, uh, we would be in band practice, and then all of a sudden, like, step got huge. You know, like, yeah, oh, like that, like, got really huge. Like, uh, drum drum line. Mm-hmm. You know, black people yes, is what I'm yes, trying to yes, say. Yes, yes. Black people got big. Um, <laughs> and they, like, got huge. And so, like, our high school was like, we need to do that. So they tried, they, like, f- they drove us out to this place called Aliquippa, Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. Shout out. And they had people teach us how to step so we could, like, bring stepping back into, like, white suburban culture. Bring it back. Yeah. You know, it went missing for a while. It went missing for a while. And I remember watching the band try to step. Like, people with tubas, like, people that for right now probably score Academy Award winning films are trying to step because we came up with this genius idea to oh, make man. it more urban. It was Marching so band's sad. already really hard. And then... and then us being like, come on, Tuba, just lift your knees. Like, <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, so I was a cheerleader. That was basically that. I, I, uh, when I was in the third grade, we lived in Texas for a year. And in Texas, as you know, tex- uh, football is huge mm-hmm. and cheering is really big. And, and all racism the girls, is And racism massive. is flourishing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and we were we were in this this smaller town outside of Dallas. My dad was was finishing up his masters or something. And 
Quit I, bragging. <laughs> his master's. Now he has a doctorate. Ugh, boring. <laughs> bragging about my dad's education. I never graduated from college, but my dad has a doctorate. Um, that's great if, like, that's what you like went into. Yeah, if you wanted to apply for jobs <laughs> and you just never mentioned your education, it was just your dad. <laughs> my bio is for shows. Aaron's father has a uh, doctorate. Um, anyway, uh, I... For some reason, like I, I was in this, I was at the school, and I was really ostracized because I was moving there from um, from Italy because my dad was in the military, and I was was really weird. And my best friend was a teacher, and then like, I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff that year, and I don't know why I thought it would be a great idea to go to cheer camp. They had like a week long cheer camp, and all the kids were going. And I begged my parents to go. I remember my parents saying it explicitly to me. Yeah. You're not gonna like this. I don't think this is for you, Aaron. Yeah. Like, like yeah. stick to creative writing yeah. and your other things. Like, they you know might, you. and I was like, look, like this is what I'm doing. I the end. The purpose of cheer camp was to place you on a cheerleading squad, and so at the end of the camp, there they had the ceremony. It was a week long camp. And I thought, I remember thinking that I was doing really great. Yeah, of course. We all, you know what? We all do. Yeah. When you're that age. And they had they had a ton of different teams and like different levels. And I was like, I'm already I'm crying. Probably... <laughs> I'm already crying for the list that went up on the wall. I'm already crying. I'm like, I'm probably going to get probably one of the top ones, if not the top one. I don't know. Because hmm. what I thought I was so great at was after the routine, I forget the name of it. It's called like, uh, Spiritizing or something, you know, when you're like you do conspiracizing, the conspiracizing, <laughs> where you talk about uh, uh, John Wilkes Booth, and <laughs> the the book deposit. Um, you got it out. That's yeah. all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, by the way, that didn't mean that I thought that John Wilkes Booth shot Kennedy. That yeah. was two separate ideas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but so- I do, <laughs> <laughs> and I st- I've stood by that in every podcast, and my fans know that. <laughs> um. Uh, so, so <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald was judging the competition. Um, no, what is it when when you're done with your when you're done with your cheer? Everyone is like, "Whoa, yeah, we did it!" And they're like jumping up, and you're like hitting, you're, you're trying to kick up in the air, the toes. Yeah, like after, like, uh, yeah, that was a great cheer. Yeah, like because the cheer doesn't end, and then you don't just like stand there. Yeah, you, like you do just a, like, a thing. Like, I thought going? I was so good at that yeah. part. The part that wasn't part of the routine, the part where everyone just jumped up and was really excited. And my mom uh, came to this thing. I remember, like, it was just me and my mom sitting there. And they announced the teams. And so, like, you come down. And so they announced all of the teams. I was the only kid that was not put on any team. (laughs) Like, not only they gave my mom... Uh, her money back for the camp. Oh my god! And then also they were like, we they were giving out awards for the week, and they were like, for best jumps, uh, here Candace Sugandu, come down, Candace Sugandu, best jumps, and person uh, with the most uh, like kind spirit, uh, come I'm, on up, Maggie. And they're like, and we have a special award. Everyone else had trophies, but they had taken a plastic thermos. <laughs> Have I talked about this on the podcast before? Okay. They had a, uh, they took out a plastic thermos and they wrote with a Sharpie. I'm dying right now. <laughs> they wrote with a Sharpie. Spirit Award. Knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it was either going to be that or honorable mention. And I was really waiting for either one to throw at me. And they're like, and winning the special Spirit Award. Literally, it was a, it was a plastic cup. <laughs> 
Aaron McGathy. And I was so excited. Like, that makes it even more sad. I said, I was like, best spirit. And, like, I got the cup and I was driving home with my mom. And I was like, well, like, when are they going to tell me what team I'm on? Like, I don't really understand. The- oh, you never even knew. She just was, like, driving you off into the abyss. She immediately put you into soccer camp. She's like, this is what we're going to try for today. Yeah. She, she had to explain to me. And I remember her being kind of, like, angry. Like, not... You. This is me. Yeah, a little. At like the not, society of cheerleaders, probably. Well, yeah, but I think she was a little irritated with me because I think I was a little, I was really sure of myself and I was sure that I was. Yeah, how it, dare you, by the way? <laughs> how dare you have confidence in yourself? You remember how your mother beat you down to a pulp? <laughs> um, maybe she wasn't angry at me. Yeah, I, don't know, I would assume like, not. She. she we should call like, her well, and get her on the line. Oh, she's dead. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my, my dad. Right, right, right. We should call them both. <laughs> we should. Dustin, do you have a Ouija board? <laughs> so my mom, I, like, going home, explained to me that, uh, and I should have understood, but I was like, well, no, well, they told me that every person, have you ever seen Parenthood? Are you kidding? Of course. <laughs> Sometimes Max on Parenthood reminds me of me as a kid, even I though I that. don't, I didn't have Asperger's, but I was very much like. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, maybe, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I have emotion burgers a lot of the time, <laughs> but um, I, uh, yeah, like I, I was just like, no, well, they told me that everyone is going to be placed on a team. Like it made sense to me that I was supposed to be on a team. Yeah. But she said, no, they, they just, they didn't put you on a team and they gave you the Spirit Award. And I remember like bragging about the Spirit Award and my mom pulling me aside and said, Aaron, they, they made that award for you. <laughs> and then you still being like, that means they made an award for me. You just like never got it. It didn't sink in until later uh, when like I got ahead academically and my mom was like, look, see, <laughs> this is what you were meant to do. And you're like, yeah, I'm making and, my mom sound like the worst person in the world. No, I mean, in some no, way- you're not because your mom, your mom back then was just probably trying to protect you and being like, look, I know what you're going to excel at. You're not supposed to be with these demonic cheerleaders. You're supposed to excel at other things. Stop right. trying to be like them. Enjoy your spirit. Award. You're just, I, do you still have the cup is what <laughs> I want to know. I wonder if my dad has it somewhere. I mean, it's literally a pink cup with Sharpie on it that says the Spirit Award. <laughs> 1993. I'm the- <laughs> Being a kid is tough, though, when you're like when you're trying to because you're thrown all of these like academic style things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. But then like the sports and the recreation you're as a girl cheerleader, as a boy baseball, you're not really now. I think more kids are being taught to like do whatever you want. Like you yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. water polo? Go for it. We don't even have a pool, but we'll make one. Like yeah. <laughs> people invent sports now. Whereas as a kid, I had four options, and like all right. four of them sucked. But we had to do them, otherwise we ended up doing drugs. So it's like your mom would be like, "Do sports, or you're gonna end up with drugs." And you're like, "Ah, what a pickle." <laughs> so you would do something. And I remember I was like. Good at stuff. I was really skinny and lanky growing up. Like, I mean, now, so skinny. We've talked about this before. Like, everyone's always like, why are you so skinny? I can't gain weight. And it, people are like, oh, what a problem. But when you're trying to, like, grab, like, ha- gra- I almost said grab breasts. <laughs> when you're trying to grab your breasts. <laughs> when you're trying to grow breasts, you can't gain any weight. So I was super fast because I had no weight on me. So I was good at track. I was good at softball. I was good at soccer. Like, I was just the fastest. Now, mm. when I say good, I literally mean, like, they would say, like, run, and I would run, and then they were like, 
oh, she's fast. So I thought back then, like, I was going to be in the Olympics. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know if you that's were... neat. In my head, I was like, I'm going to be a diver in the Olympics. I'm going to be a runner in the Olympics. Like, that's what I thought. And my mom never shat on my dream, but she was definitely like, no one from Pittsburgh goes in the Olympics. I think it's a rule. And I was like, oh, well, mom. (laughs) (laughs) But she was just like, you don't want to aim for the Olympics because that's like a once every four year job. It's like having a job once every four years. And I like couldn't. And that's how Olympic Olympians treat it. (laughs) They wait wait till a few weeks before and then they're like, oh, this again. Yeah. (laughs) You better go for a jog. (laughs) They're eating Carl's Jr. lettuce wraps with just protein like one week beforehand just so they don't have any carbos. Um, and I remember, like, I was g- really good at sports, but then I, then one year I just wasn't. Like, it just hit me. Like, one year yeah. I, st- I stopped being fast. Ooh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. Oh, that's yours. That's not mine. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. Oh, Allie, Allie Horde. Do you know anyone going to Coachella that would want to let me and Ingrid stay at their house? That is the funniest text message to receive. <laughs> that is so funny. My That's really funny. <laughs> I want to be like, Yeah. <laughs> and then just never send the information. Um, yeah, so th- growing up, you always think that you're going to be like, I'm going to be an athlete. I'm going to be the best. And then eventually your mom just like, my mom was the same way. She was like, you're going to fall out of this phase where you're going to stop caring about sports. And I was like, that'll never happen. And then cut to, I couldn't even, like today my roommate was like, walk the dog with me. And I was like, fuck you. No. <laughs> I Wait, what? I don't see the connection. Going out for a walk is physical activity. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> but, but also fuck him is what it basically comes down to. When did you get into comedy or how did you get into comedy? Oh, great segue. And, or when are you going to get into comedy? <laughs> that was funny. Giggity gah. I feel very like sassy right now. Yeah, I'm, because you earned it. You are. You've been flashing me the whole show. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I love that you're covering it. I love that you're covering it. If I had a dollar <laughs> for every time someone said, I love that you're covering it. I would Just have when I walk five. in a room, people are like, oh, thank you. Thank you for not exposing your... By the way, I'm getting a little, like, happy drunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just want to let everybody out in studio land know. <laughs> this is studio land, right? <laughs> I'm not at studio land. Where am I? Uh, I got into comedy... And it was 2005, and she had a dream. I um, got into comedy, I think, around 2005. I was doing, like, plays and all that artificial stuff that your family throws you in because, like, you have a personality. So I was doing all that (laughs) stuff. And then I began to write, and I remember um, I joined a program at Carnegie Mellon University when I was in high school because that was our, like, main school. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. how big it was at the time. I actually did not take it seriously. I was, like, people had scarves on indoors, and I couldn't wrap my head around it because it wasn't cold, you know. So then I learned uh, studying there, and then I went down to Florida and did a program for Disney, and that's how I ended up staying kind of in the comedy field. And I was doing. Did a you lot. work for? Were you? A, what did you do? You had to. We were a part of like Disney's like prep team. They basically like. I think I've heard of this. I think yeah. I know people that do this program. They bring you down for ballet and arts and English literature and write like anything creative in that umbrella. I mean, I was by the way my my key my key asset was radio and television broadcasting, which wow. we all know is. huge. Huge nowadays. <laughs> really glad I signed up for radio and television broadcasting. But you're but you're using that now, right? I am. I mean, I use it for. I mean, all avenues of what I've done has been used. But I think what I would have appreciated is if someone at Disney would have been like, "You should also study psychology or art history because you're already you got this down. Like mm. it's more a crapshoot. Like you can right. study all you want, but it really is a crapshoot. Yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. nice if you knew like other things you can add to it. So that's if I had a kid that wants to be in the arts, I'd be like. 
if you're good, you're going to get lucky. And if not, you know, crapshoot. Um, that's how I feel. <laughs> and also, I would beat my kid. Uh, <laughs> So I joined. Uh, I joined that. <laughs> Blood everywhere. Uh, yeah, and then I started doing stand up in Florida, and uh, it just it kind of progressed where I was doing more and more stand up. I mean, I was terrible for the first five to six years. I mean, I, I know I have tapes somewhere that I I'm, I'm waiting for the day to watch them. I really am mm. because they're just so bad. I think I did an hour on how Miller Lite commercials are crazy. Like from the early two thousands, I don't know what. Like, can we hear some of that? I think it was, and I did like a, a long set on Mandy Moore too, on how much like I appreciated her the video candy. <laughs> like, I don't know what any of it was about, but like, uh, yeah, the Miller Lite material I think it was pretty heavy. It was like mm-hmm. Miller Lite. What, what's Miller Lite trying to target to? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, guys drink Miller Lite and girls are just hot. That's so stupid. Like, I think that was the yeah. that was actually my closer. Yeah. yeah, that was. Your- <laughs> You were waiting closer. for a big, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And she gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been JC. Yeah, I've been JC Gogoy. Thank you so much. Are you drinking Miller Lite? Uh, yeah. And then I, I moved out to Los Angeles. And I mean, I've worked in stand-up consistently for a while, but I think like it's ever-evolving. Like I always find new stand-ups that I'm like, when people just start out, they're like one or two years. And they're like, I'm a stand-up. And they're one or two years. I'm, I now get it. When I, when I did that to people that were there in it for 10 years, mm-hmm. they were like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> You're not even. We'll see you in 36 years because that's when you'll peak. So have a great time. So I'm like in the middle of it, you know? Yeah. Um, as a uh, – we talked about this a lot the other night. What other night? <laughs> What are you talking about? You mean the world's most fun night? <laughs> JC and I had a very fun night. We went to a ladies dinner and ended up just talking to each other for <laughs> hours and uh were the last people to leave yep. at 4 a.m. We both had intentions of being there for 30 minutes yeah. to an hour and yeah. I found you. I zeroed in on you and I went cuz <laughs> I think you said one thing. I already knew I liked you from the time that we watched now and then and then like another party that you invited me to. Oh yeah. But <clears throat> Because our world is sparse. Like, it's like UCB and stand-up, they're, they're the same world, but they're not. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you meet cool people in between, like, I'm around, but I'm not overly around at UCB. And I'm not overly around, like, where you guys are. So when I meet cool people, I'll zero in on them, and I'll be like, you. And I knew it. I don't know what. You brought the cake, and you said something funny. And I was like, you're going to be the person I talk to all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't intend for it to go till 5 in the morning, but I was happy with it. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a fun night. But we were talking about... Um... I mean, I, we talked at length about it so much that it seems weird to talk about it. But, we, you know, what we didn't talk about, we talked a lot about um, being a woman in comedy. And I yeah. was, <laughs> went on off on this big tirade about uh, how men are intim- intimidated by women. And yeah. That's why. So <clears throat> anyway, what's it like dating? <laughs> <laughs> dating? Well, I mean, for a comedy, that's what we talked about. Like dating, I think it was like as a comedy person but as a woman dating is very tough i i say like dating is not the most fun part of my life i would say that's fair for everybody Mm -hmm. because you're you are who you are when you have to bring somebody new in and like kind of walk on eggshells to like see if it works it's like not who i am organically right so that's what dating is to me so i i've like and I feel like a lot of my, like, wealthier aunts would say, like, no, they're supposed to take you for dinner. They're supposed to pick you up. But I don't want to be trapped at dinner. I don't want to be trapped in your car. Right. I'd rather meet you. And I feel like that's where dating gets blurred for me. Because dating to me is like, I have a show at 8 p.m. You can meet me at my show. 
Yeah. And then from there we can maybe like have a like a beer and if I'm not too tired uh, and want to go home and watch Netflix, like we can maybe like make out a little. Like that's what like you need to date someone you look up to or uh, <laughs> yeah. are inspired by. Yeah, because I need to be I, I do need to be creatively inspired by somebody to actually fulfill the dating gap. Otherwise, this last relationship I got kind of <clears throat> caught in a wormhole of like laid back life. Mm-hmm. I'm so used to I don't date like comics or people in the industry so much anymore because it's it's a little bit difficult to to when you're not there yet. It's mm-hmm. so like when you've, you're not successfully working consistently. Like I might work for three months and then go for three months without work. You don't want to drag somebody in on that. You want right. to like uh. kind of have your own style going on because I think that's what makes a woman sexy is when she has her own stuff. <clears throat> and also is able to like, you know, take off of her guy as well. But like still making <laughs> her own career. Um, this past relationship, I found myself like laying on the beach and watching my boyfriend surf. And I was like reading a book, but not really reading. <laughs> and like. <laughs> I would be there like not we're not like, in a bikini like I'm not I'm I'm not that person to like walk around the house in a bikini but that's the life that they were leading and I started right. to see myself like I could quit comedy I could quit everything I've ever worked hard for and just be this like Newport Beach girl mm-hmm. when you realize that that's not what you're on this planet for then you start to find the guys that are right to date and I think yeah. like that's what I do now I'm more attracted to like I found like creative people that are behind the scenes, like, you know, cinematographers, directors, writers, people with jobs, people with jobs. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> She's saying sorry to the uh, mic guard. <laughs> it has feelings, too. Um, people with jobs, but people that are a, a little less inclined to outshine me. And that sounds really sad, but like, I don't want to be in a competitive relationship. I actually enjoy dating somebody that like cooked a lot. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool and sexy. I don't know what the caliber is. Like, I've never really been like marriage or babies. Like, now that I have a guinea pig, it's like I'm set for at least seven years. I <laughs> don't need to do anything else. I have a child now. Um, but dating for me, it's like it's fun. Now I'm back into the phase of like making out when I want to and like calling people that I want to and texting, but still working on me. Like, if it fits into my schedule, mm-hmm. that's what I'm out for right now. That's great. Yeah. So, but it's not, you know, always healthy. I mean, it's definitely like I went to Australia and I slept with. Uh, three men. <laughs> How long were you there? I was there for seven days. <laughs> and I came back with a Lots UTI. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. Two surfers, one Scottish hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say that. He was very hot. Yeah. Bet... Scot- Scottish men, I think, are very uh, handsome. He's, he had a Colin Farrell accent. Oh. All right. But he's Irish. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't want to talk to me anymore because I kept calling him Colin Farrell. <laughs> I kept making him say, quit being a dib ah. from Debbie Downer. You yeah. had to be there. But none of you were. <laughs> none, no one was. Just me and my lonely vagina. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I've been through those times. I feel like those times pay off later, though, as long as you're safe. I'm safe. And I yeah. did. I got tested. I mean, I'm not. I, was I mean, even like person. beyond like. <laughs> that no no no. but that's all i'm talking about right okay <laughs> i definitely meet them all in dark alleys <laughs> yeah she was murdered but no no utis <laughs> she was found dead in a dumpster but clean as a whistle <laughs> she was she was safe clean as a whistle <laughs> well you know you dated prior to being in a happy what's it like to be in a happy relationship um it's it's uh confusing <laughs> for your brain because yeah. your brain's meant for torment and yeah. your body's like no I, we're doing okay yeah I think 
I mean, this podcast has kind of like uh, tracked the progress of our relationship or like my emotional place. And I think I'm just now like cool. <laughs> just now, like over the last few months, like, oh, great. I'm happy and I don't need to test this. Yeah. And I don't need to um, be crazy. Yeah, I don't. No, it's it's a brilliant thing. It's like a, and I shouldn't say I hate dating. I actually enjoy making out, meeting people, talking to people. That's the one thing that I actually really do is I love talking to people. It's my probably my biggest flaw is that I will talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, so don't sit next to me on an airplane. Which, by the way, you have the greatest airplane story of all time. So good. But I always feel like when it comes to when I come across people that are actually happy, I'm I'm so stoked because not because like it can happen to me, just like it's happening. Mm-hmm. I've never been that person that's like it could happen to me. I'm totally fine ha- like being happy on my own. Like as long as at least two of my friends are still single, I'm okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when it's, yeah. it's when all of them have been sucked up that I'm a little like then I feel like everyone's inviting me over to like introduce me to people. And it's right. like I don't want to be that person. Like I don't want to come to your house because like you know someone that might be able to tolerate me for an hour. <laughs> I don't want to be that friend. So I have girl parties. <laughs> yeah, I know you do I have the best girl parties. girl parties. And I, I'm terrible at setting people up. I At my birthday, I had a... Um, Which I, I was, was out of town for, I remember. Yes. Um, uh, I... Like it was, it was a really... I, I have these... I, ha- I tend to have these big parties that are... Um, where people are wearing costumes and <laughs> everyone gets – it's very, like, Bachian. Like, it turns into a real shit show <clears throat> at a certain point because everyone feels really nervous upon going because often my parties include uh, personas and rules and different and teams. Things. People and are on teams. teams. And people are, are general and I, and I team people up who um, – there's always, like, someone else that someone knows on their team, but I always mix it up so people meet new people and yeah. stuff. So people tend to get really trash. Aaron's the Hitler of social networking. <laughs> <laughs> you arrange these gas chambers for people to walk yeah, into. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, <laughs> the doctor's nicer than you think he is. He's, he's you know, um, what a weird. What is it? What am I trying to say with that? He's nicer than he. What am I saying? What does that even? Mean? <laughs> it's not you anymore. It's the great vodka talking. <laughs> um, so I. I uh, people people get really trash at these parties, and then I always have this moment when I am like, "Oh, I am the most sober person at this party," <laughs> and then I and then I'll like, oh, "Okay, okay, I need to like drink a little more because my friends are becoming intolerable because they're all like wasted and I can't talk to anybody anymore." Yeah. But um, anyway, at my last party, I have a one of my friends who is for the listeners one of the, my friends that was in the guy friends episode. I was really determined to send him, to set him up. And really determined to set him up with oh actually another uh, Neely from Dates with Dustin like <laughs> I was like these two people have to be together and so I would but I was so drunk and like within two feet they were standing like two feet away and I was walking up to him and I was like you've got to talk to Neely she's amazing like these are the things you need to talk to her about and then I was going up to Neely I was like you got to talk to him but I think they could hear everything and then could. it was the most awkward awful. Anyway. No, you're um, not the only one that's terrible at setting people up. People people are not made to set people up. You know right. who's set who who's made to set people up is someone that's like 
not happy in their lives. Like they didn't want to. <laughs> they want to exude happiness. Like no, people as human beings are not meant to do. Even my best friend was like, meet this guy. He's great. He's British. Goes to UCLA. He's a really cool guy. He's getting his doctorate. You know, it was your dad. And <laughs> and like I go to meet him and he's cool and he's great. But like he's like combating me with language. Like he's like fighting me on every word because he's uh, like, you're yeah. a comedian. You're, you're, supposed to be, you're supposed to be quick, right? And he had like a pinky ring and like uh-huh. then he said like the words family crest. And like anybody that says family <laughs> crest more than three times in a conversation <laughs> should be shipped back to wherever they've come from. Like you can't. No, you cannot have a family crest anywhere around me. Once, fine. Three times, you're bragging. <laughs> you're completely bragging. It's not even a real thing. Like, I mean, it's a real thing, but it's not really yeah. like a point of praise. It's, not a, it's yeah. not a point of conversation. Well, that's. I'm thinking back to like when I was single in the period before I met Dan. I had friends that were setting me up. That was like the first time that I've ever been set up. But mm-hmm. I was set up like three times over by the same friends. And I took it personally. Like every guy, I was like, this is what you think? <laughs> I'm meant to be with like this guy, this scum of the earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I had an I like almost identical experience with a guy that was like, ah, oh, well, you're you're a funny person. Here's some jokes, but they're all racist and then sexist. And it was at the beginning of the night, and we were on a double date. That's how I was. We just we like he left. Like he like walked away. Um, Good for you though, because I was gonna leave. Like, at a certain point. I think he was like, are you going to cry? And I was like, are you going to cry? I was like, my eyes were watering because, like, where my life was at. It had nothing to do with him. I was like, I can't be here. But for for somebody to look at somebody and see that they're going to cry and be like, are you going to fucking cry, baby? First, First date. First date. First date. At Pache, nonetheless, one of my favorite restaurants. He, like, ruined it for me. Because Pache uh, means peace. He was anything but peaceful. <laughs> he was everything but peaceful. This man, awful. And then they invited me, like, it was, like, a year and a half, two years ago or something. They're like, hey, we'll call him uh, yeah, A-Crap. A-Crap. <laughs> and they were like, uh, we're all having drinks, and A-Crap's going to be there. Are you cool with going? And I, I couldn't remember who he I was like, what are you talking about? Who are you yeah. talking about? They're like... Hey, crap, remember Pinkering, Family Crest? And I was like, oh, he's still alive? Like, in my head, like, everyone that doesn't see me on a second date is dead. Yeah. Like, I'm always like, they've died. There's no way. <laughs> I saw the guy that I'm talking about later, months and months later. Um, I was dating Dan, and I saw him at a party, and my friends were like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is going to be there. Is that cool? And I was like, I don't care. And then when, I, when I saw him, he treated me like I was an ex, like I was his ex-wife or something, <laughs> like, which I did not expect at all because we mutually had a very shitty time, bad evening. Yeah. Because I also think that like when you're being set up, I think from the three experiences I have being set up, which is not very many compared to other friends, sure. But from those three experiences, I went into each of those situations thinking that the other person. Like, I didn't realize I felt this way, but I think I thought the other person was, like, I was doing a favor for the other person, yeah. almost. Like, well, you better be great because this is happening to me, you know? Like, totally. you're not going because you're choosing to hang out with somebody, so you're not really, like, excited. Like, this person, you're, you're setting someone up for failure. <laughs> like, like, well, you better be perfect. So, and each of those times, like, w- was kind of, I'm sure I was, I wasn't cool to be around like i i think i i was immediately uh, combative and yeah. weird and just uncomfortable yeah. and because you the pressure's on so you hear that people that set friends up you're you're literally causing a stir yeah with all of your friends so just I, don't do it yeah i have successfully like invited people to the same 
party. <laughs> but haven't By the way, Aaron, that's just inviting people to a party. <laughs> <laughs> just what you're talking about is like what everybody does. Yeah. I, I this has happened before where I've invited people to the same party and my because my guy friends will all the time say, like, oh, who are the like are you gonna invite some girls? Are you gonna be some girls there for me? You know, and I What guy friends <laughs> say that? All of them. Wait, like are they above thirty? Mm, they're younger. No, not technically. I was like yeah. tw- 25 to 30. Okay. So yeah. like, well, no, 25 to 35. I always wonder like what, when they're like, are there any girls going to be? It's like, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if they, also the guys who tend to ask that. I was just, okay, what are you going to say? Cause I, <laughs> go ahead. I well, and hear. I know that some of those guys listen to this podcast. So take this with a grain of salt. These guys. But if you guys can't have salt because of the sodium intake, absolutely just have some stevia. I find I find a lot of my friends who are always asking me if they're going to be girls at the party, like, they tend to be really... Uh... <laughs> I'm waiting on beta breath right now because I'm excited because we have sort of the same brain. They tend to be the guys that like neg girls a little bit like they're they aren't like them i'm like do you really want to meet somebody because i saw you standing in the corner or i saw you talking shit you, yeah, yeah like telling this girl that she was drinking her beer wrong yeah. was that you flirt like what are you doing but you're the guy that's like we're the, oh, we're girls, the girls well what yeah <laughs> like, they're gotta... always the guys the guys that ask are they're gonna be by the way the guys that never ask are the guys that come with like a good bottle of chardonnay as opposed to like a bad bottle of chardonnay like the, a, ba- the... a bad burtle you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i don't need to ride home because i uber everywhere i go a bird a bottle a bird a bur a bird a bird they always bring a good bottle versus a bad bottle but the guys that ask like are there gonna be girls there most likely they're so aggro and not mean they're not mean guys they're fun to be around they're super cool towards us like they're yeah, friends yeah. they're cool towards us but to the girl they're always like you know what they remind me of the sandbox kids that like throws, yeah. they're like yes, in the sandbox yes, with yeah. you and they throw it at your face. And then face. my girlfriends are like, what's the deal with that guy? Like he's being mean to <laughs> yeah, me. Like yeah. not even like, does he like me? No, someone's he's, being mean yeah, to me. physically mean. And then you walk up and they'll be like, hey, are you being mean to Rebecca? And they'll be like, no, no. no what are you talking like, about? Yeah. Rebecca's just being a bitch. And you're like, well, Ted, if you could not. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Rebecca and Ted, every story I've told. Oh, really? In a lifetime. That's funny. I want to, I want to actually have them come to life one day. If I could just oh, stop drinking and write something. One of my listeners, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a there's a couple out there, Rebecca and Ted, and they're like, "Holy shit, <laughs> there's they know us." It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> also, Brittany, get your life together. Um, just by the way, one episode of just going. Also, Alice, we all know what happened. <laughs> so either you return it or you don't. That the police are coming. Like just a very specific. Yeah. Curtis, no one believes it. No one. <laughs> My Josh, Josh, I know what you did. Yeah. And and so does everyone else here. So Susan, did. clean your room. Yeah. <laughs> um Leah. Uh, Leah. You know. <laughs> um that doesn't it, oh. <laughs> It's okay. Just so can we pause. I spilled my drink. No, it's empty. You just spilled it's ice. It's empty. I spilled ice. All right, pause. Why? Oh, but but really quick, I want to say that like that doesn't include like my friends. That I will have friends that are like, oh, what's the deal with JC? 
Like that's totally different. Like the guys that come up and are come to the parties and are single are like, hey, like I talked to so and so. Yeah. Well, what's the deal with JC? They could go on my blog. I like, I like red I like red, red beards and stuff. Yeah. Blonder hair, red beards, tall. I like that style of man. I do. I've only been with, I think, what I, I, I dated this guy briefly in Atlanta. Who was like a hands- more handsome version of Conan O'Brien? <laughs> Is there? <laughs> <laughs> he was really. He was really. He was really great. <laughs> no, I no. I, I'm just thinking now. Like it's maybe he listens to, <laughs> listens to the podcast. I don't think he would mind me saying that. Uh, he he was great and very handsome, and I was very attracted to him at the time. But I was like, my dad is a redhead, so yeah. when we were intimate. And he would like take off his shirt. I'd be like, oh, "This is like my dad's, like my dad." I would like turn off the lights, or like I can't deal with uh, how you are a redhead because redheads have different skin too. Yeah. Like yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not a real they also redhead. Their taxes are different too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's a there's an art expo- exhibition. Speaking of Conan, uh, he talked about this. I think this was last year in in Europe. Like, there's such a stigma against ginger men. Yeah. That they did this. Tra- there was this traveling exhibition, like showing like the the beauty of uh, men with red hair. You yeah. know, in Scotland, it's bad luck for the first person to walk through your door for them to be a uh, a ginge. Them to Jesus be a Christ. Yeah. Fair it's enough. We yeah. Well, you. exactly. No pun intended. <clears throat> fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too fair. Uh, but yeah, my my dad. I got is, what happened. Uh, pale pale red-headed man and i like i've i've always like i'll be attracted to men with red hair but the when the shirt comes off and i'm like this is too much like my dad jogging <sighs> there's so many elements to that that's amazing i want you to know that <laughs> that's so funny to me i always like i guess with the guy that i'm attracted to I, I never really had a type. Recently, I've gotten a type. Like, I, aside from having, like, a job and being n- mothers, like, I, I just want you to be nice to mothers. It doesn't have to necessarily be your mother. Mm. Just be kind to mothers because that means you sort of, like, appreciate a woman in any way, shape, or form. That's a guy that I like. As far as height, like, anything six and above needs to just be the thing. I need to, because I already have a very overpowering personality. Mm. So if you're not tall enough to, like, somewhat assist me in a fight then I can't be with you because you know what I mean like I don't need you to be buff but like you need to appear that you could tackle the situation um beard like longer hair I've never really dated anybody that didn't have hair but I've never like gone against it Mm. so like when I say like you you say like oh you look like my dad I don't know if I would ever be attracted to anybody that looks like my dad Mm -hmm. because he's very Italian Mm -hmm. was very Italian (laughs) May he rest in Italian peace. You know they get buried under pasta. Um, <laughs> she says that she covers up her uh, her traumatic <laughs> experience with her dad's stuff. I uh, actually was it was actually a very fun funeral. Um, it was Story. one of the more fun funerals. <laughs> well, I want to hear about it. Okay. I mean, talk about talk about your. So you have no type. So I don't have any type. So I have, but now I'm learning that I like I like burlier men. I like men that can work with like wood and carpentry, and I like men that work with their hands and like are willing to. If we decide like let's make, let's do a barbecue tonight, they're not like eh. I, I like people that are go like all balls to the wall for it. Like mm-hmm. even if you're not good at it, that's the kind of guy that I like. Someone that's like ready to live life. I want someone that knows that a big earthquake's coming and they're ready to live their life to the fullest. 
And it doesn't have to be fancy or wealthy or it just needs mm-hmm. to be like, yes, and. Mm-hmm. As I want an improviser. I want Harris with us. Went out with Harris. Of course. Everyone did. He scores <laughs> the hottest chicks. I don't know how that's possible. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. they really, I mean, like the hottest that like has been on a couple of dates. No yeah. I mean, MBD, MBD, MBD. But MBD. yeah, that's my type is that kind of guy. And I always I notice that I kind of lean more towards like anybody that looks like they're in the Lumineers. <laughs> <laughs> that's my type of guy. Yeah, I, I it's funny. Like, I, I feel like I, I I have I mean, if you were to see a lineup of all the men I've dated, there's no it makes no sense. Me too. Like it's it's all over the place. And also, like, I could say Oh, I want to like whenever I um, am out of a long relationship. Hopefully, I won't ever be single again. But like in those periods, I'm always like, okay, what do I, what do I want? I always, I'm a big like list person when it comes to that Great. stuff. I'm not a big to do list person, but I am a big like let's really explore. Mm-hmm. I have a folder in my email entitled best self. <laughs> where, like, that's not rare. I have something in my thing. The, the guy yeah, that no, I want good. is I think, in my email. Yeah. I think that's like that's a pretty standard thing. Like I I will make after my last breakup because you you have this compulsion when you break up with somebody, you really see like, oh, there are all these things that this person did that that I really didn't like, but I compromise because I really love this person. Um, and you can't always get all the things you really like. But that's the beauty of breaking up is that you you can kind of narrow down what you're looking for. Totally. But even that. So, like, I'll have that emotional list. I don't ever have, like, a physical list. Um, but, like, the men that I think I'm attracted to, I always go through this phase where I go out with those guys, which I think, like, which I thought were men with really tall men with really boyish faces and features. <laughs> I snotted on myself. <laughs> this isn't good this after like back... my pedophilia. Yeah, I was just going to say this goes right back to your cheerleading stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, uh, I. <laughs> after my last breakup, there was this guy that was like my what I thought was my the, actually the last person I was with before I started dating Dan, who's also a podcaster. Yeah, who's a host of a podcast on Earwolf. Chris Hardwick, uh, Chris just Hardwick. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris. I'm I'm always like I I've met Chris Hardwick several times, and I'm always like so weird around him. And it's be it's because he's like it's like a youthful thing. Like we've known him since we were kids. Like I I've known him since watching him on TV. So now like I'm always like straight. I don't know how to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I've always been with him though. Because yeah, I don't yeah. know enough about comic books to really connect. <laughs> so I'm like, and that's how I feel with him. I'm like, if I don't know enough about comic books, he's like, oh, there's just another girl that's on my nuts and i'm like no no no! i'm yeah. dungeons and dragons i totally get what you're talking about <laughs> yeah 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 right. um well rest in peace chris hardwick is what I'm <laughs> um we can cut and edit stuff right okay thank god but leave that part in though cut yeah out the so, so far I, I feel cool with everything you know i want to err on the side of uh not editing dude please my Let's do it i want nothing more than to have everything i say actually me be accountable for like to this to the end of time (laughs) (laughs) but we haven't we haven't said anything but i went out there's this guy who's a host of an earwolf podcast that i was really into physically and then i liked his presence on the podcast and we i mean this isn't really like a good story it's actually it ends with like a really like bad Night, yeah, a but, bad, terrible night. But that's how but, you. This this feels terrible. That's what we talked about. Like our lives are not always 
peachy keen. Right. What I was what I was trying to say is that like I do I do have an idea of what I think my type is when when I'm single. Now it's it's hard to even think back to this because I don't like I I am very much like into my fiance. Yeah, I was gonna I, say like you have not been out in the field for so long that you actually don't know what it's like anymore. <laughs> You're so out of touch with sadness and loneliness. <laughs> you can tell everybody. Go ahead, ups and downs. Yeah. But it's it's weird that like all the all the men that I've really fallen in love with have not been the type that I think. How would kind be of my... you to call them all men, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> per our conversations. Um, like, I I, uh, I dated a guy. The reason that this podcast is named after a man who is much shorter than me. Yeah. Which is not something that I would ever think that I would be... Caring about. Into. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were you? No. Oh, um, like, I, I I, mean, it's weird. It's it's a, it's a, kind of a mindfuck for a woman to date a, woman, a man that's shorter, shorter. than her. Oh, 100%. Um, well, I shouldn't speak for all women. It was it was for me. Like I remember, and, and actually before him, I dated somebody who was even shorter than him. And I remember asking my guy friends, like, "Do you, we look weird together? Does this seem he's weird?" He's like, "No, Aaron, you dating a child makes perfect sense." <laughs> <laughs> he's going out with with men that look like little boys. Everyone's like, "Oh, are your mom taking you to the movies?" Um, <laughs> Ugh, that's scary. That's something. Yikes. That's something I don't. I don't really want to dive into today. <laughs> no, but tune in next week when Aaron gets arrested. When Aaron realizes, yeah. Uh, no, both of both of these men actually like looked very like manly. Like yeah. both very like Robin Williams. <laughs> what? Oh my what? Oh my god! Was that a Freudian slip? Was that a Freudian slip? No, no. What did you I mean? Was trying, I was Robbie, then. Robbie Williams. Robin. I was no Robin to... Williams or Robbie. Robin. Williams. Williams is what I said. What I was, what I meant was um, that they were both, they both had hairy chest. Yeah, but they weren't like hairy, like because Robin Williams is especially hairy. But by the way, (laughs) never in any podcast has someone referenced Robin Williams as like the manly man. (laughs) This is by far the first instance ever. Even he just got a twitch in his ear. He was like, "Did someone just say I was sexy?" I, I I had a Robin Williams thing for a while. I get it. He's, yeah. he's shorter too, by the way. Yeah, he's a little shorter. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I'm... have you seen the Mrs. Doubtfire? Oh my movie! Yes, <laughs> I have. What? <laughs> have you seen the Mrs. Doubtfire? Um, it's it's the movie trailer, but as a horror film. Yes, oh, yes, okay. yeah. It's great. Oh, I love my all of those. Yeah. God, it's so good. I rewatched it for the first time ever in like five years, and I was like, this is magic. Yeah. Like magic. If you've not it. seen it, go watch it. I don't know who did it, but he was amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah and uh, The Shining is a yeah. comedy. Yeah. Romantic comedy. comedy. Yeah. And then they just did, uh, Quiznos just did a really good thing with Game of Thrones and House of Cards. By the way, this podcast is sponsored by Quiznos. When you need a sandwich, but you're not homeless, go to Quiznos. I love Quiznos. Yeah, I do too. I love Quiznos. Uh, if anyone's listening from Quiznos, Quiznos, we would love your money. And sandwiches. Mostly your sandwiches. Um, yeah, but it, these men were manly men. <laughs> but they were shorter. But when I dated the first one, I remember asking my friends, like, does it, the guy, the guy friends from the guy friends episode, I asked them specifically, we were out to dinner, and I was like, you you saw um, me and, and so-and-so together? Like, do you, like, does it look weird? Or And they immediately were like, yes. 
<laughs> yes, it looks weird. It looks weird. And I'm like, well, yeah. no, but you see tall women with yeah. shorter men. And like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But it's, uh, it's uncomfortable. We don't yeah. like it. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. We don't like it. And then that, yeah. And then right after that, I dated uh, another guy that was shorter. But yeah, all different kinds of men. We have men in common. Yeah. Yeah, we have men in common. Well, that's, I mean, that's going to happen. And we always say this, like, it's going to happen, especially whenever we, because we're very much. Maybe man in common. I mean, but who knows? I mean, I didn't come 100% clean. You know what I mean? I keep it tight. I keep it airlocked. I heard. Um, yeah, I keep it. <laughs> Australia's called and told me. What? It's all airlocked. What I just was like a positive thing for the vagina? I keep it airlocked. Air no, we talked. Aaron and I discussed our adventures in the man department. And in, in a comedy world that we say is really small, it is very big. Like, the world is very big. But we end up centralizing to specific people because they make us laugh or they're enlightening to us or we're going through a dark period and we need them. That's how I gauge the guys that I've connected with with people. It's like, for me, I don't – I would never date them now. Like, I know when I dated these people. I dated these people when I, like, didn't know, like, how my body worked or, like, I didn't know, like, what my body needed or, like, I didn't know what self-respect was. You know what I mean? Like, those I, three things. Yeah. I mean, I liked it when I think of the guys that I've dated, uh, especially, like, the guys that we're talking about, like, in the comedy world. I never think of them as... I'm going to show you who, by the way, I'm Instagramming, talking to, but keep going. Okay. I um, I never think about them Oops. as... Siri, what's it like to live? <laughs> keep going. Um, have you asked Siri, Siri about uh, her, the movie Her? Oh, does she talk about the movie Her? It's a bit that I do about Siri. Oh, but really? I never, you I, never tried it? No, I you never should, you should. You should try it. Try it on your own time. No. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> try it on not Aaron McKenzie's time. <laughs> Basically, what she just said is, don't fucking do this right now. <laughs> Don't show me this bit Only, that you're about to do. That, that, was, that was me mostly talking to myself because this could easily devolve into us uh, uh, talking to Surrey. You're um, going to think this guy. I, I hope you think this guy is hot. I just wanted to say that I don't – when I think about those men not being right, I don't necessarily think about them as people being bad people or not being – appropriate like even when we had this conversation the other night we we kind of like bagged on this guy that we had both been out with but i i think it's more about just like a place in someone's life like i know like my fiance and i've said this before i know that if i would have met him when he was 25 i would have had the same experience it would have been a terrible thing like and it doesn't does that doesn't mean that you need to date somebody who's 39 all the time but i spilled on myself oh i'm fine but like my ego's not Oh, well, it doesn't, it doesn't even look like it. Thank you. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> no editing, right? No editing. I have um, the guy, by the way. Awesome. Well, let me see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is one of the many that I've been communicating with. And this person lives in Oceanside, California. So, <laughs> so they all look like Jesus. They all look like Jesus. He's a skateboarding cinematographer, so he basically films all these pro skateboarders and their videos and, like, they live this life where they're like they like crush a bottle of PBR and they like take it to the face, but they're really good at videos. Like their videos are incredible. Yeah, their stuff is incredible, and they're like interact- skateboarders have like a great personality, just like surfers do. Mm-hmm. But in real life, casual situations, they're not like they wouldn't be the best at this because they're like they're not used to just sitting and discussing life. 
They're like they right. want to be out there living it. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting thing, and I I've what I found is in these guys that look like Jesus, they're attractive. <laughs> Could I like do I see futures? I don't see futures with anybody, like at all. Like I don't see like. By the way, I don't see my own future. That sounds like I think I'm gonna die. No, no, no. I get that. I'm not. I've never been somebody who's been able to like. I can't see myself, it. and I've tried like as a as an exercise, but um, but I I don't. I also like. Unfortunately, I think I have a pretty mercurial personality. So I'm curious to see what you think. What do you think about this person? Would you ever ever consider this human being to go inside your vagina? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, it's time to go. <laughs> Commercial break. Um, I have like I, I you, you can't say no. I'm touching myself. Just let me have the moment. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> JC is touching her shirt because she spilled vodka on her on her shirt. I just don't want to go to jail again. <laughs> um. I when I was uh, because I grew up in Southern California mostly uh, in middle school and high school. I definitely have like I understand the appreciation of skateboarders and surfers. Like I lived inland in, in middle school and then lived in San Diego in high school, which was still inland but like close enough to the beach that like I I get it. But like I. Because I'm not like those people, like that body smart thing. Like we joke, but, but it's, it's like so it's true. a real thing. Yeah. When I was in middle school, there was this group of skateboarders. Birders. There was this group we of skateboarders. We cannot talk now. <laughs> there was this group of skateboarders in my middle school, um, and I still remember all their names: Tommy, Hunter, Alex, Joey. Like I, was I knew there was going to be a Hunter. Is that weird? Do you want Hunter, to Hunter bullied me. Lonnie Forrest. Tron. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Okay. That's their three brothers. Well, I wasn't ready for my adult swim pilot pitch, but now I am. <laughs> now I am. Um, I Those guys, like, I asked them in class, like, can I... And this is a, a really sad pattern of young Aaron. Like, I asked them if I could go... Like I noticed after school they would they would skateboard, yeah. but like I've always been really socially or not so, well socially inept, but also like physically inept. Like really, like no like no matter how good shape, like a, cheerleading, like really just like my body just doesn't move in the right way. To the extent that my best friend from high school has had like really intense, angry conversations with me, begging me to take a dance class because I'm so out of touch with my body and she's Angela a yoga Trimper teacher. Angela help you with all of this, by the way. Or Catherine yeah, Burns. Yeah. yeah, oh, I know. I know. I know. And it makes it more frustrating yeah. to me because it's I so know because they're always asking yeah. me if I want to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my friend Aurora from high school, like she's a she's a yoga teacher. Yogurt oh, teacher. She's a I yoga teacher. It. No, her name is Aurora and she's a yogurt teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you do from now on, Aurora. Bye-bye. Um, so these guys, I asked them if I, I was like, whoa, you guys probably want somebody to like write down what you're doing like during practice. So I had like a ledger. They let me <laughs> From go. True Detective? You haven't seen it yet. <laughs> no, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, okay. When he has the ledger? Yeah. Well, I mean, a ledger is a thing that exists outside of True Detective. I know, Detective. but it was just, <sighs> just like you get all so, so, so. <laughs> It's funny. I opened my brain immediately. Went Heath Ledger, death, Batman. That's where my brain went. Oh, right. so um, all right. I had a notebook with uh, a record. Okay, okay. He stopped right. me. So Empire Records is where my brain went. 
I'll keep going. Right. 80s film. Let's do it. That's a 90s film. It doesn't matter. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay. We're both the worst people, the worst uh, <laughs> form of ourselves right now. Or I am. Um, but anyway, like, no, I went I after school and I just, like, wrote down, I was like, okay, I was like, kickflip. And, and they didn't really want me there. Like, they let me be there. And I know made fun of me because I watched them do it. And they and called me Clammy Thighs. That was my nickname. the funniest person. <laughs> but then I would be like, oh, I have these. Do you want these? And they'd be like, uh, no. That's <laughs> like, I would write down everything they did. Anyway. Um, and then I later, I've dated <laughs> maybe one or two people that were really um, physically active in that way. Yeah. Like, I've dated plenty of people that are physically active, but, like, being, like, a, a, a skateboarder or a snowboarder or a surfer, there's a specific thing where, like, you're, like, it's, like, the equivalent of being a dancer. Because yeah. it's really hard. You have to be really agile and you have to be really into it. And there's also this connection, especially with surfers, there's this connection to the earth and there's yeah. this whole thing. And I... No matter how much I try, and I, I'm I'm pretty nature oriented, but no matter how much I try, I don't. I've never been like, oh yeah, I'm on the wave and I'm moving, and it's just like I'm part of everything. Like I'm I'm always, You're always like, like I'm in the water. Help! Yeah. And with those guys, whenever we've been intimate, like those are the time <laughs> intimate. Whenever I've had sex with guys like that, those are the guys who during sex I'm like, oh well, here we go. Like I'm making jokes because I feel so uncomfortable. I feel like I I'm get Woody that. Allen in those situations yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, oh well, a big muscle over here. You must wish I was someone else. <laughs> you know, like the <laughs> worst. But uh, and also. Like when you were saying when you were saying like sitting on the couch with somebody, like I I get really like I'm really stimulated mentally and well, not physically, but I'm like my my soul is stimulated when I'm sitting across from somebody talking to them. Yeah. Or when we're having dinner or we're having drinks and we're hanging out. For those guys, like they have this like spiritual connection to movement and stuff. So when they're just sitting and playing video games, they just want to sit and play video games totally. because like that's their like it, in the same way that when I am running on a treadmill, I don't want to talk. Yeah, well, well, and I don't run on treadmills. Yeah, I was going like, to say the first I... <laughs> part doesn't even check out. Like, I've there's no way. But 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 I have had times where when I've like gone to the gym more often, or like when I'm in class. Like, I have a thing with like a lot of my friends go to exercise classes together. Why and I, like, are going... they okay? <laughs> are they dying? They're great, <laughs> um, but they really like going together. And I have a friend who's a spin teacher, and she's great. And like, I want to go to her class, but I feel this like I don't. I want to feel alone in those times. Like, I just, I feel like I'm battling this thing inside me that, like, I, I it's like, it's a different thing for me. Yeah. Like, I want to just be by myself. So, so those relationships don't work for me. Like, I can be like, oh, I, I would love to sleep with this person. This would be awesome. But then never connect. I think. Yeah. When- and then I always feel like no matter what shape I'm in, I always feel like, ugly fat nerd when no. I'm talking to them. But that's you're I, not though. That's the thing is like we But that's the way this. that it feels. I know and I And I'm sure they feel like per- dumb dumb lumberjack, but they're not. They're just like smart and <laughs> No, in a by the way, way, they will accept dumb lumberjack as a positive <laughs> affirmation 100%. We've talked about this before. We were sitting on the ground <clears throat> till 5 in the morning. 
drinking. We laughed about this, but we were like, people, they perceive us to be different. Like, I look at you and I'm like, this person, you're like 10 steps ahead of the game. So for (laughs) you not, I mean, not now. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but like why, why I connect with you is because you get it. You get the joke above it. You get the joke below it and you have heart. You're not this vapid creature that comes across as this person that can kind of portray someone that gets the joke. Like, you actually do get the full spectrum of it, which I love. And you you understand and embrace embarrassment as much as you understand and embrace ego, which I think is like, that equals Uh. a good person. I think when you just, when you, I have this one friend who never can take a compliment. It drives me fucking insane when you're like, you look beautiful, you're glowing. She's like, no, no. You're like, yes. Just take it, take it in. But then there's that overly, like, I know. And the combination is where it meets. So with you to, like, connect with a guy that actually has intellectual ability to connect on a way that's that's not necessarily physical, it makes perfect sense. For me, it's this, it's this imbalance where some days I'm like, I want the intellectually stimulated human being. Some days I want that physical person. Mm-hmm. Some days, that's what makes me fearful of marriage because I don't marriage. I just thought about <laughs> marriage. I can't, not yet, and maybe soon, and maybe one day, see myself with one or two of those people, but I always worry that... I get stimulated in a different way almost every other week. Well, uh, hormonally, like we at different times of the month, we're more <clears throat> attracted to uh, Sagittarius. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> to I men knew you that were are, say that. are more uh, to, to more like of a testosterone thing, and then at other times of the month, we're attracted to like the more feminine, depending on uh, when we're ovulating yeah. and everything else like that. And maybe you notice that in your own sexuality and your own like yeah well that's I mean a, that's well and that's what you just said but like that's that's a that makes sense I like I it makes I, sense but acting on it is not if we were to if I were to commit to someone it's always it's strange because there are moments when I was like all about my broad out guy mm-hmm. but then like two weeks in broad out guy and then one week later I'd be like oh but the guy that asked me like how my audition went and like remembered it was my birthday like you know what I mean like <laughs> that guy <laughs> uh, that guy I'm it like it sounds like you were sweet. just into this guy when you were ovulating and your body's like <laughs> strong baby safe health I kind of want my tubes to be tied but then the other parts I'm like I kind of want to see if they'll have two different eye colors <laughs> the baby <laughs> um what yeah. <laughs> like Kate Bosworth she no I, I understand that's not what I'm questioning <laughs> I um, want to have a baby David with... Bowie eyes yeah, yeah I want David Bowie but you would want to have a, a child just so you'd be like oh huh that's huh. Got it. And then I hand it over to somebody else. Um, I, I, on that note, let's give, give some uh, relationship advice. Oh, God. That's right. No, I'm so drunk. Here we go. We gotta Sorry, wrap it Dustin. Up. Sorry, Dustin. Sorry, Dustin. I'm having the world's great. Yeah, wait, two hours. I could do this, by the way. This is just what we do on the patio. A patio. <laughs> Stop making fun of me. Patio talks. All right, here we go. We're yeah, okay, we're going to do a quick... Calm down, Dustin. We know what's going on. All right, we're going to answer uh, one relationship question. Just one? Yeah, because we got to wrap it up. Uh, but but last week I was talking about uh, dreams, and I said uh, I asked for dream suggestions. So this is from – I'm just going to read this really quick. This is from Mercedes. Uh 
So Mercedes says, so a reoccurring dream I have is that every once in a while is one where, sorry. So a reoccurring dream I have is every once in a while is one where I'm in a room with other people, sometimes friends, sometimes at a party. I have to go to the bathroom and the only toilet available right in the middle of the room. And I, there's only one toilet available right in the middle of the room and I have to use it. And while this is happening, I'm feeling majorly uncomfortable, obviously, but people are talking to me as if it's completely normal and that I'm using a toilet in the middle of a crowded room. Ugh, God, sorry, I'm, I'm saying this wrong. But people are talking to me as if it's completely normal that I'm using a toilet in the middle of a crowded room. I'm guessing that I must have some kind of subconscious bathroom phobia or something. Anyway, love the show. Um, yeah, I, I've had this similar dream. I don't think that, I mean, not that not that I'm a dream expert, but I don't think that's about bathroom phobia. I what think do you it's think it a, is? Um, I think it's about, I don't know, feeling overly, I, I like, not that I, I don't prescribe to, uh, like, all dream interpretation stuff, but I do think that a lot of it's pretty accurate. I think it probably has to do with feeling, like, overly exposed or I don't know that's a really obvious guess but I bet it's not just like the bathroom thing like you're like using the bathroom is really metaphoric question then it's not a question she just submitted a dream because I asked for dreams last week yeah (laughs) but you had a weird dream that you not it's not weird it was I mentioned it last week yeah yeah Yeah. I had a dream last night that I was hanging out with a bunch of black snakes and a black snake bit me in the neck and I, I looked that up, and the that said that I am, like, the the snake usually represents, like, being hesitant about an action I need to take. Like, I'm, there's something that I know I need to do. and so, which I, Do you like, know what you need to do, though? Yeah. Okay. I think I get it. Oh, okay. But it's oh, not, and I, I think Sorry. I get it. But I don't Sorry. even think it's, like, astrology, like, symbols and art and literature, like, make sense. Like, I think, like, we, you know, whatever. Okay, so here's an actual question, okay. and we'll we'll wrap it up. And good luck with your dream, by the way. Girl. Yes, good luck with your dream. <laughs> yeah, I have very sim- – I think it's the same with uh, when you have dreams about being naked in class or, like, it's – I think it's a preparation dream. I think it's a it's, it, exposure Either dream. way, you're having them, and that means you're alive. So I always feel like, <laughs> who cares what it means? Yeah, Just no need for like, advice. Someone yeah, yeah, was submitting yeah, a dream. Yeah. All right, so here's a question from Jake. Here we go. Uh, Aaron, a longtime listener, first time caller, just got dumped last week, had been dating this girl for over a year and a half. I'm a big, dumb 22-year-old, and I feel like my heart is broken, even though I know there were flaws in the relationship, and honestly, I had been thinking about breaking up with her for a while. I've started working out and trying to eat better, but I still dream about her every night, and I wake up feeling, well, terrible. How can I make things not terrible as soon as freaking possible? I know this is probably one of your more common questions, so I apologize for that. Also, could you recommend one particular or a few episodes of the old podcast to help cope with this crap as well? Any help would be incredibly appreciated. Jake. Uh, sorry about your breakup. I get really sad whenever I hear stuff like that because it, it breakups are really, really, really tough. Yeah. And all it is is time and yeah. experience. It, it really is nothing else but that. It's going to feel bad until it doesn't. Yeah. And that's all it is. Mm-hmm. And the great news, like, yeah. And it sounds like you're you're doing uh, constructive things. Like, this is the time when you get to really figure out who you are and what you're going to be. And like, like when you really get to say, like, okay, who is Jake? Jake is somebody who is really into this, and he likes that, and he's healthy, or he's not healthy, or like, you get to do all yeah. that stuff, and you get to and do it will it go away eventually. Yeah. Also, like, you'll you'll end up having feelings for somebody else, and then you won't remember 
the way that this And the felt. key is to give yourself the time and space to not jump into something before you're actually ready. Because I always say that, like, the, the biggest mistake is people go, go out and be with somebody else, sleep with somebody else, just be it. And, like, you can do it, but it's going to make you feel dirty afterwards. And yeah, you like, don't need to do you that. Don't. Like, the pet, like... All, like emotionally, something that works kind of the same as being with somebody else is really deciding, focusing on, you. focusing on yourself and like getting into things that you aren't normally because it aren't normally into because it's really hard to be to start. Sometimes it's hard to start getting really interested in things or spending more time doing something that you normally like. Let's say you've always really wanted to get into birding. Right, but you don't because when you're I'm sorry, a- this podcast is by a ninety-year-old grandma. By the way. <laughs> um, but you like when you're in a when you're in a couple, like hopefully, like the person that you're with is supportive of whatever you do. But it is like when you change as a person and a couple, it's really hard <clears throat> because the other person's like, "Where are you doing that?" Or "I like you the way you are." Please don't change. This is hard. Like it's it's confusing and difficult and. Um, when people go through big changes in their lives and they're in a committed relationship, it's a big challenge for that relationship. So you can be like, you know what, Jake's Jake's into uh, motorcycling. Jake's into whatever, and then like motorcycling. That's <laughs> <laughs> where you have a uh, you're on a onesicle and you have a motor on it. You know yeah. that. Yeah. I, I will always say this too, like when it comes down to actually appreciating the fact that who you are, you will evolve like as the years go on. So when you start to realize who you are and accept it, surround yourself with people that love you unconditionally and make you happy in a breakup one thing you want to do is become a recluse and the one thing you cannot do is become a recluse you can have your yeah hang around the people that you want to be like yeah yeah um, reflection yeah that don't necessarily like also yeah don't hang out with people that are gonna bring you down or destructive or whatever and find a good album Buy a record player. Do something new to your apartment, to something. Like, get a new hairdo. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. get it out there, girl. Get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Jake. Where can people find you, JC? Oh, they can find me at www.jccoakleyispretty.com or youtube.com slash jc. That's my YouTube page. It has a bunch All of right. really fun advice for champagne problems. Nice. And uh, we're doing a Hello Giggle show Oh, on yeah, April, April 12th. 12th. Yeah, at UCB if Aaron's you're in on Los it. Angeles. Mm-hmm. Aaron's on it, 10 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a dope show. It's going to be a super fun show. It's going to yeah. be great. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It was super fun. Thank you for giving me great vodka. I feel great. <laughs> I'm going to need a ride home, but that's cool. We'll give you a ride home. Uh, that's the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any advice questions, you can email thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com with the subject line show question. Uh, you can find JC on Twitter and a million other places. And she's also going to be on Last Comic Standing. So watch her on that and support her. Uh, also, if you shop on Amazon, go to uh, feralaudio.com and click on the This Feels Terrible link. And then if you click the Amazon thing, it looks exactly the same as normal, and it's all normal, but then money goes to the podcast. Uh, a lot of grape-infused vodka. I really respect you guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, everybody is the best. Believe in yourselves. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, we're going to get taxis. Uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. 
Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready.